right, it is the email extra for show number 328. And today we're going to talk about avoiding cuts or maybe some of the, the ways you can be cut that you might not have thought about or ways that we were cut that we were surprised by, stuff like that. Now, this the, the <laughs> genesis of this question comes from uh, uh, one of our listeners and it's a, a personal story we won't get into. But Shannon, you want to give just a little bit of the background for why we're talking about this? Sure, sure. This listener wrote in, and um, we'll call him Schmoopy. Schmoopy. For, for, for the I'm purpose sure of this like conversation. That. Yeah, Schmoopy. You call me um, Schmoopy, you're a Schmoopy. <laughs> All right. Anyone he know had, from? He had an injury. Typical, had nothing to do with the shop, just a kind of, I don't want to call it run of the mill, but um, through some just extenuating circumstances, he ended up uh, getting a lot sicker. And now he's uh, getting out of the hospital, but he's on blood thinners now for, I think, six months or so. Mm-hmm. And it's become a major concern because with blood thinners, he's essentially hemophiliac now while he's on this. So any wow. any little cut is going to be a problem. You know, you can slice yourself up, you know, minorly and you can't stop the bleeding. That's kind of an issue. And he was concerned because he's like, I find myself constantly Nick here, Nick there. And I never really thought about it before. Now suddenly I'm like, oh, geez. This could be a major problem. So I think we all are aware of the, you know, obviously don't touch the spinning table saw blade and that pointy end of the chisel. That's the one you want to keep from, you know, grabbing with your hand. But he's concerned, like, you know, he says, I often will cut my fingers on the sides of my chisels. We've talked about this on the show before about how you want to kind of use fine grit sandpaper or a file to just kind of break those sharp edges on a chisel. But that's a perfect example. You're sitting there choked up on the chisel pairing and suddenly you're like, ow, you pull your hand away and there's blood all over everything because you've just like diced your fingers, tiny little like paper cuts. So, um, yeah, I I thought it was kind of interesting because I know I'll walk out of the shop sometimes and I'll go, Oh, look, where did that blood come from? You know, and I didn't even know that I had cut myself. Right. Um, and now imagine if my blood wasn't clotting properly. Right. Um, that would be kind of a major scary issue. So I can definitely understand where Schmoopy's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that sounds very rough. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I've, I've written down a few things that came to mind that I consider to be like areas where I've been cut or I've like had a little bloodletting and didn't expect it where I was just like, okay, that, that was, that was unexpected. That's so medieval of you, man. Unexpected bloodletting. And there's the title. Uh, sometimes it just comes naturally. Um, yeah. So do you, I know you mentioned having, you know, let's go around and, and kind of talk about any injuries that we've had. Is there anything that is non-typical that you could mention or like injuries that you've had that you go, well, everybody probably has had the, the, the chisel slice or accidentally right. chiseling toward your body instead of away? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so I mean, like, Matt, do you have anything that, that jumps out as not an obvious thing to avoid? Um, that hasn't been mentioned so far. The edges of work pieces, if like you just oh, yeah. square something up and you're, if you let that work piece slide through your hand at all, mm. uh, it'll probably cut it. I've had that before too. So maybe break your work pieces edges corners earlier with a little bit of sandpaper if it's going to be that big of a problem. But I've had it before where it's like I went to go pick up the work piece and it slipped and it slid through my hand yeah. and then you get a nice cut right from that edge. Like, wow, that is, <sighs> that is sharp. Yeah. yeah. Uh, along those it, same lines, if you are breaking the edges with sandpaper, have you ever had this happen as you're running it across? Uh, there was a frayed edge that you didn't notice. So the, I sand, know where you're going with this one. the sandpaper goes under and where's that little sharp shard go right into your damn finger. That yeah, hurts absolutely. like a mother. And if and especially when you're breaking the edges, right? You're wish, 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 wish going back and forth real fast because it's light, light duty work. You don't expect it. And that's when it nails you. But that's definitely something to keep an eye out for. Yeah. 
most definitely. Um, I, I, I get bit by those like freshly jointed corners all the time, mm-hmm. especially like, you know, you, you, maybe you're running your hand over the surface. Oh, you know, I just playing that. How does that feel? Slice. You're like, ah, oh, man. Um, the one that gets me is actually, um, when I'm sharpening, um, because I freehand sharpen, I oftentimes will really choke up on the blade and invariably I end up dragging my fingertips along the stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, <laughs> I'm sharpening my fingers, but like, I'll be like working along and suddenly, Hey, what is that extra color that's in with the, uh, the I use Windex on my diamond stones now and you pull it up and sure enough, my fingertips, I've just abraded the, the tips off of them. It's like, I'm trying to enter witness protection or something like that. So, so red, red and blue make purple. Is that what it turns into? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. nice. But I, and I've done the same thing with sandpaper yeah. where I'm, um, what's the, anytime I have to take the work to the sandpaper, like say you're rounding over mm-hmm. ebony plugs or something for green and green, and you're actually taking the work to the sandpaper held flat. Uh, I will end up sanding away a finger <laughs> or a knuckle or something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's always a big one. Totally. Saws. That's the other one. I don't think about it. You know, we know the saw is sharp, but man, like my little Japanese flush cut saw, like when you're flushing, flushing, flushing through something. And when it finally breaks through on the other side, yeah. And the saw kind of jumps like an inch. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure your hand is nowhere near that or uh, your body or anything. That <laughs> specifically, because that's the saw, like as far as hand saws goes, that's the saw that I get the most, you know, time on is the flush trim saw. And you're right. Yeah. As soon as you break through, you better make sure there is no skin on the other side of that because <laughs> it will yeah. punch through and make you a miserable person. I remember I, I did a, a series. I, the podcast or the video or whatever is called first century woodworking. I made a series of stools for my mother-in-law to take to her Sunday school class because they were talking, you know, Jesus is a carpenter. How would he make a stool? And I specifically came along with my flush cut saw to trim the tops because the the tapered tenons go into the seat and they stick out by you know, half an inch on the top and they wedge them in place. And once they're wedged, then you come back with a flush cut saw and you trim off those tenons. Otherwise, it's it's very posturopedic as you sit on that lumpy stool. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was like, okay, this is a really sharp saw. I'm going to be the one doing this. And I remember that same thing happened where right when I broke through, it just jumped about an inch and it just nicked me on the knuckle. And one of the little girls, this was like a kindergarten age class. One of the little girls saw the drop of blood and just started crying. Oh no. Hey, he got himself. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, terrible. no, really, really, it's fine. But it was like, you know, just one drop of blood and that was enough. It was <laughs> mass hysteria. Uh, you know, the other splinter thing that comes to mind is plywood and I've had that sort of same thing. You know, you rub your finger across it just to see if it's smooth, but that veneer, that top layer of veneer is very susceptible to, uh, the edge becoming a a shard, a splinter that's going to go right into your skin. So watch out for that. Um, how about sanding? Do you guys ever had an an abrasive wound from sanding? Just like there's, there have been times where my knuckle, would come into contact with something, either the random orbit sander or a stationary sander of some sort. And that is one that hurts like, you know, you know what? Yeah, H-E-Double it's, it's a mixture of abrasion and burn all yeah. at the same time. Yeah, those are rough. Now, I wouldn't recommend wearing gloves around power tools, but if you're being extra cautious, you know, I don't think there's really anything wrong with wearing gloves with a random orbit sander, you know, or at least a half gloves that protect your knuckles. You know, that might not, that might be something I would look into if I'm being really cautious again, but would probably not use those with any other uh, power tools. Yeah. I do the same thing with files and rasps. It's yeah. still abrasive, but you know, I'll grab the, the, the tip of the file and use it two handed. And, you know, invariably I'm tearing up my fingers. So I've started <laughs> wrapping them in blue tape now, yeah. wrapping the tip of the, the file in blue tape. 
just because you stand there filing away. Like if you're doing like a Maloof chair or something like you did, Mark, mm-hmm. that's a lot of sculpting time. Yeah, you got a lot of there. hours in on those things, you know, and you, you tenderize your fingertips and then suddenly they start bleeding on you. I picked up uh, that black grip tape, you know, that you'd like certain athletes might use to protect their fingers or whatnot. And you could actually just wrap it around your fingertips, a couple of, uh, a couple of turns around your fingertips. And this way you don't have to worry. You can grab the tool, however it's most convenient, but your fingertips are still protected by this stuff that actually worked out really, really well. Uh, trying to think the only other thing that I could recommend is tune-ups. That's another place where if you're, you're calibrating a tool or doing some work on it, you might think, okay, that the tool's powered down. It's not going to cut me. Uh, but that's one of the times where you can very easily be cut and not expect it. So uh, another time I might use gloves is if I'm doing a tune-up involving the planer or the jointer or the bandsaw uh, where I could get bit just by simply handling or being around one of mm-hmm. those uh, sharp implements. Uh, I remember, you remember the tu- the dual wrench thing for a porter cable router? Oh, yeah. Or one wrench grabs the base of the collet and the other one grabs the collet. Yep. Oh, man. I've been I've been pinched between those two wrenches coming together so many times. Yeah, that's that's the knuckle buster right there. Yeah, I, I have and to do it that. With you the and you pull your hand away and you leave part of your hand in between those wrenches. <laughs> yes. yeah. Now that I think about it, most of the time when I'm like tuning up a tool or I'm using like a wrench or something, you know, and you really have to kind of like muscle it to break it loose, and then suddenly, wham, you're whacking your knuckle somewhere and mm-hmm. leaving part of your knuckle behind. Yeah, wow. You really have to it's think about scary, it differently. scary, I feel for you, buddy. Yeah, when you think about any little, you know, breaking of the skin being problematic, it suddenly it's like, wow. I mean, we in the course of a work day, not that we have major injuries, but we probably have lots of small injuries that we just don't even think about. And later on, you might see, oh, look at that little scab on my knuckle. Uh, you don't give it a second thought, but that's a very unique situation. Frankly, I'd be, if I were in his situation, I'd be terrified to go into the shop, not to discourage <laughs> him. But it's, you know, just because I know how easy it is to get that one little small wound or God forbid something even worse than that, uh, I would be scared, but good of him, you know, how well, um, how good are you with SketchUp, Schmoopy? Maybe it's time to learn SketchUp. (laughs) There you go. That it's a good time. If you got some downtime, I I often have called that the woodworking video game. So there you go. You could do some like the the Japanese joinery video, like that animated, uh, gif like that. You could do some stuff like that. Uh, good stuff. All right. Well, um, I think that's that's probably about it. Anything else you guys have to add to this? No. Be safe, people. Yes. And yep. Best of luck, Schmoopy. <laughs> I love that nickname. That's great. <laughs> Advice for Schmoopy. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for being patrons. And I hope you enjoy this email extra. We enjoy doing it. And we will catch you next time. Yes, we will. We will. Yep. Most, likely. Most likely. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>